Welcome to Brands Made Meaningful, conversations with the team at Susner about how purposeful branding inspires unity, identity, and powerful change for growth-minded organizations. Hey, Derek. Welcome back to another episode, Brands Made Meaningful. Hey, Tucker. Welcome back from vacation. Hope you had a good, yeah. had a good break. Fantastic break. Golfing a little bit in Arizona. Right on. Today, we're going to talk about features and benefits a little bit. Features and benefits. Features and benefits. F and Bs. Yeah. Well, that's how we write them, F and Bs, because when you start writing them a lot, it gets a little too much. Where our question today is, what's the role of features and benefits? What are we using this for? How do we how do we leverage them in the right way and when to not use features and benefits? I think in a sales and marketing context, people love features and benefits. It's something that closes deals. It's something that gets people excited. If you think about service brands, it's something that really helps them differentiate. Product brands, it really helps them hammer in why they need the product. But I think some people use it a little too often and don't leverage some of the things around brand that can really help make those features and benefits shine. We had pasted in our notes that HubSpot, for example, describes features as what a product or service does and describes the attributes that help set it apart from their competition and benefits as the features that matter and how they actually help the target audience. It's actually interesting that they use the word features in the definition of the word benefits. Yeah, so if you think of features as the things that it does and the benefits of why that even matters to you or what you're going to get out of it, I would say how does it affect you in the long run is how we try to think about it. One of the reasons that we're talking about this is because features and benefits are incredibly important within the entire context of branding, selling, and marketing your products and services. And different people, different marketers, actually, whether it's the R&D team, the marketers, or the sales team, all have a different perspective of what features and benefits are, and some have their own definition, and they all have sometimes are confused about what role they play in a a sales conversation or a a, a marketing transaction, so to speak. So that's what we're going to get into. Yeah, and I think it's also the the journey, the lifetime journey of a customer within your brand. I think when we say, when do the features and benefits hit? And then when does the brand really hit them? How do we hammer some of these things home to bring them back? And what's the difference? I mean, talk like lay it out a little bit. What's the difference between a brand and features and benefits at a high level. Yeah, and I think when we get down into those conversations, so features and benefits are really about the product and the service. What are we what are we going to do? Why does it matter that we actually do that? When we think of brand, it's really why do we do that in the first place? Why do we even work within this? Why do we even offer that product? Not only because it will solve this small problem, but for you, but how does that ladder up into solving the problems that we really want to talk about? I think when we talk about story with a lot of our clients, you can think of story in a lot of different ways, but the way that we think of it is like, what's that core idea behind your brand that resonates throughout all your products and services? So Thinking back to a brand that we worked with McDavid on one of their key products is a knee brace and talking about all the features and benefits and getting all into those things. And that's great. But how are we going to get them to want to buy something that's not a knee brace from McDavid? Because they have so many other products, right? 
we have to tell that story so that they go, yep, this brand is really for me. I feel the affinity for this brand. It makes me want to come back and buy something else from you, not just knee braces. I don't think of you as just this knee brace company. Without the brand shopping for knee braces that McDavid makes because they make dozens of different ones at different protection levels for different things. It's like the equivalent of buying cereal (laughs) and looking, literally looking at what's the ingredient list, Um, which one lists fructose higher than the other and which, you know, what's the difference. And then to be able to actually translate or understand of all these features and all the bullet points that are listed of what's included and why this product is so great to figure out which ones actually make a difference for me. And we get into features and benefits and the conversation around story. And I think that there are people out there who say features and benefits don't matter. And there are people who say features and benefits are the only thing that matters. And I think the way that I look at it, at least, is there has to be a healthy balance of both of them. We absolutely want to communicate what the product or service is going to do for people and why that why that's going to or how that's going to affect them down the road. But we also want to help that tell our larger story. And if we're not using our products and our services to tell the larger story of why we're even in business in the first place, why we exist, then I think that that's a missed opportunity for a lot of people to bring customers back and also to make them into evangelists of our brand. We want them to tell other people about our brand, not just because of how great the product is, but how great we are as a company. We're we're just, I'm just going to make the assumption for the purposes of today's conversation that the products are amazing. Because they all are. Yeah, that they've been thoughtfully created for a purpose to solve a problem with incredible materials or that your services are top-notch, that the way that you follow through on what you say you're going to do, that your product does everything that it says. I'm just going to assume that, that that's all like a you know, five-star rating across the board. Sure. I don't want to. I've you know, met with and talked to the, the team at McDavid that's developing their next knee brace, and they are hyper-focused on the features and the benefits and the hinges and the material and the thickness and breathability. And they're always improving and adjusting and reacting to customer feedback and testing. So I don't take any of that for granted. We're shifting now into a brand slash sales and marketing mode. And the conversation then leads to what do those, what does the story of those features and benefits role most helpful for you in selling your products and services. And you can also think about it in the way of, if you're taken out of the marketing and sales role, I go into how do we create a great story that inspires R&D to be better at what they do? If you're going to develop a new knee brace, what is that going to have to do? What kind of story do we want to tell? Well, for McDavid, and we're just going to keep honing in on that because that's what we're talking about. But for McDavid, their story is all about confidence. Their story is all about people doing their best, uh, creating a world of personal bests, doing that over and over and over again to say we need to create a product with features and benefits that helps us do this. There's more of an end goal to it. So you can see how these things work together to not only help sell the product, but sell the reason why we're even in business in the first place. And that's part of that starts with knowing who your brand is for. 
Absolutely. And that's a different conversation. It is. And we'll but I won't dig into that. But but, but your target market is incredibly important to understanding not only who the end user is, but who is that first buyer? Who's going to actually help you get this product off? So to your point, before we worked with McDavid, before they shifted to focusing on a story of confidence that is provided to athletes looking to perform, their prior story was pain relief. And it was a story of people who had joint pain or knee pain or sports pain that they were looking to medicate and relieve. So if you think about what are the features and benefits of a knee brace that helps somebody perform versus focus on helping somebody relieve pain, you can start to see how that could potentially influence what that next generation of product could be. Yeah, and you if you get into that realm, you can see where you get that that story from pain relief to confidence. It's confidence is still almost a benefit, but it's this way deeper benefit. It's just way more emotional. It's way more it's a, in, aspirational. It's impact. Them. Yeah. It's yeah, benefit turns into impact. I know we've already touched a little bit on why this matters, but why is it important to understand the difference between features and benefits and then your story? And how do we help people go into that realm of thinking about it a little bit differently so that when they're on their next sales call or they're on their next product pitch, they're saying, here's what we do, here's why it matters to you, and here's why we even do it in the first place. One way that I think about this, and I'm thinking about three components now, your brand, your messaging, and your features and the features and benefits of what it is that you do. And by messaging, what do you mean? Communicate the communication of your products, your services, of what you do, of this, why you do it. And this it. is more high level messaging. Very high. Rather, rather than just like communicating your features and benefits. Correct. Yeah. So if we start with story, and story is what your what you, your organization stands for and what it is that you do that actually makes a difference to the people that it, you're selling your products to, to your target market, messaging then gets tactical in how you communicate that story. It's your, could, some people would think of this, I'm thinking of this in terms of your value proposition. Sure. The features and benefits of your products and services now come in, in, in this case, as a supporting role that describes what your items do and how they help and what sets it apart from the competition. So I think when features and benefits, the strategy that's built into your story and the active act of messaging and communicating that, I think all three of these work in unison. When they work in unison, that's when we get really successful. I think that's a great way of looking at it. And I also, to sugarcoat a little top on that, is when I think of the difference between features and benefits and your story and then your messaging sitting in there and all together, your features and benefits are really like the right now. What, what am I trying to sell with this product right now? Whereas your brand, your story, and some of those other things, those are more evergreen. Those are things that are going to be true based on this product, based on a different product that we sell, based on other things. It's going to go across product lines. That's really going to help you have that conversation from a high level. This is where we get the goal of trying to get a customer to buy something from us on this one product line but trust us and believe in what we do so much that they come back for a completely different product line because we still have that same story going across all of them. 
we were just having a conversation offline about, um, I just bought a pair of headphones, a new pair of headphones. Cause I was going to go on a flight and I didn't want to use the free ones that they handed out. And I, I'm a big fan of wire cutter. So I went on wire cutter to look at the reviews and look at what the top three headphones that they recommend within this category. They've already reviewed all the features and benefits and tested them. So I'm taking their word that that right now aspect has already been solved for me. And then I'm defaulting to the brand. Um, one was Sony, one's Panasonic, yep. one's Apple or whatever, whatever brands they are. Or price, right? And, if you, and the price. Yep. yep. So you get into the conversation. I think what the e- it's way easier to have this mindset when you're in a commoditized industry. When you're looking from a commodity perspective, and all the features and benefits are the same, or when you're looking like toothpaste, like you're looking across toothpaste, you're like, well, these are all kind of the same cereal. What's going to get you to buy one toothpaste or another is either going to be price or it's going to be brand. And the way that we market ourselves based on here's why we do this. Here's what we're trying to accomplish. And here's why we make this product in the first place is not just to help people clean their teeth. It's to do something bigger and marketing on price isn't a long-term viable strategy for your business for some people it is we don't like if, to, if you're working <laughs> in volume yeah absolutely for I, sure i think for some people it absolutely is a great way to do business for some people when we work with our clients that's never the goal the goal is to do the opposite is to say let's create such a great brand that the price is big it doesn't even matter at this point because what our brand is so great and is perceived so well across audiences that we're making something that has a premium to it but when you look at that commoditized market you can start seeing where it goes okay this isn't as important for the flip side if it's not as commoditized then you get into this conversation of okay we can really leverage these features and benefits okay how do we leverage those in a way that helps us tell our story, but isn't so much about our story that we lose the features and benefits. And I think that's this balance that we always try to find with our clients to say, if your product is the only one of its kind in the market, then we're going to really hone in on why that matters and the benefits, the features, the things that happen when people use that product. If it's not, if it's not the only one of its kind, if it's not going to happen like that, I know we work with golf clubs, They're not the only golf club in the country. We need to start figuring out why are they different? What is the culture they're representing? What are the other things? What are the things that make them different from a story aspect? Why do you even have a golf course in the first place? Why should someone be a member there when I could be a member somewhere else, even though they all have practice facilities and they they all have 18 holes and they all have this and they all have that? I think we get into this conversation a lot more than people think. And it's not only us figuring out what your features and benefits are and creating a visual that matches that feature and benefit. That's a really helpful way for me to think about the role that features and benefits have in the story. And to recap it in my own language, it's that if what you sell or if your business is what we would call commoditized, then your focus should be on your brand to help you stand out and differentiate from the other people that do something very, very similar, maybe at a very same similar price point as you. But if you're a much more specialized type of business, I think of ourselves for an example, we're in branding, you might throw in the professional services category, where what we do isn't a commodity. We're not selling a product um, at a certain price that everybody else sells. It's a, it's a much more customized 
service product that for us or for a business that is specialized, that isn't a commodity, leaning into the features and the benefits. And by benefits, I mean impact. And the ROI of buying that product or service can provide is probably going to be a much more helpful way for you to be thinking about this. If you think of them as levers a little bit, and you can go into features and benefits are one lever, lever, your brand is another lever that we can pull, and then your price is another level that lever that you can pull. I think the way that we look at it, and this is why I disagree sometimes when you say the people that are low on price don't necessarily, this isn't, that's not the conversation we're in. Think about them pulling that lever of price and then also pulling the lever of brand. And then it becomes a no-brainer. To people, they go, well, yeah, look at that. It looks like a premium brand, but it's priced like a not a premium brand. And to figure out that's the that's the goal of the project we just worked on earlier this year with Lemon Bay Golf Club was to say they may not be the most expensive club in the area, but if they have the greatest brand with the not the most expensive price tag and they're perceived so high, it becomes a no-brainer to the local public to say, okay, what am I doing here? These guys obviously have a premium product they're obviously doing this it's at least a mo- more affordable than other places in the area they might not be the cheapest but they're also not the most expensive how do we get that to be another lever we can pull for you that gets you really excited to say yep yeah, we have all these great features we have all this great pricing and now we have this great brand that pulls that and just becomes this what i would call jackpot is no brainer things that really get customers and employees to say, I want to be a part of that because that totally makes sense for me. A big part of the process that helped that turn out that way and to be able to have value be part of that story without people miss having having the wrong impression of going, wow, there must be something wrong with this place. If this place was really as great as, as you said, it would be more expensive. And so now you've underpriced it. Now you're devaluing it in my mind the reason that isn't happening is because of the work that was done along the way around figuring out who they were for, what those people wanted. And you said the word perception and crafting and honing in on the perception that is right for that brand. Yeah. And I think when you get into how, how do we utilize features and benefits, you don't utilize the features and benefits to attract this one specific audience because that feature and the benefit might be for a lot of different people most of the time. I mean, we're talking about knee braces earlier to say we use this kind of material and this kind of hinge and this kind of plastic on the knee brace, and that's going to be helpful for someone in the future because of this. Those aren't generally like, well, that's not, okay, this is going to be more helpful for a child who's thinking about this way or someone playing football specifically, some of those features and benefits cross lines. But most of the time when we're working with features and benefits, they're for the general audience. Whereas your story and the reasons why your brand is really honing in on a certain audience is because it's crafted for them. It's crafted for someone who thinks a certain way and has a certain belief system and has certain values that you go, yep, I totally agree with what they're doing and I want to buy what they're selling. And I'm going to buy it again. Yep. And I'm going to tell my friends and my colleagues about what I bought. And do you think that when when somebody kind of transfers into that brand evangelist, the thing that you bought, the service that you received, crushed it. You couldn't be happier. You're so happy that you're you're happy to tell everybody and anybody that you know who's in the same market for that st- same product 
to go check this out is you coming back and buying that again because of its features and benefits or because of what the feature the impact that the features and the benefits provided you or because of the brand recognition that you now have that you associate that brand with an incredible experience yeah i think i think it's definitely the second one when you're saying okay i'm i'm going to think about when you actually tell a friend about a product most of the time you're not going to tell them about something that worked for you but you really aren't impressed by it when you're saying okay, yeah, I go this, but I go to their website and it looks terrible. And it's like, I don't, you, when you're recommending something, that now becomes a little piece of you. When, when your friend sees it, they go, oh yeah, John told me about that. And the, their brand almost rubs off on your brand a little bit. When you go, okay, so now John's going to be the brand ambassador for me. We need to look good for him because now he's going to tell his friends, we want to make him look really good. And when you have a great brand, those features and benefits are absolutely there and they get that first sale and that's awesome and that's that's exactly what they're there for. But it makes it way easier for someone to be proud of what they're selling or what they're buying and be so proud that they want to tell someone else about it. We work with a organization called Game One that sells branded equipment, sports equipment and jerseys and apparel to teams and clubs primarily. They sell to athletic directors and coaches. Yep. But the brands that they sell, for the most part, are similar to brands. Like if you wanted to buy Nike, Under Armour, or Adidas branded jerseys for your team, you can buy those from other organizations. But game one, so maybe this is a commodity story. I'm not quite sure yet. Okay. But when you think about the features and the benefits of what game one can provide and does provide, and when we get into the details, I think that those have an opportunity to become more and more relevant if the brand story is strong and in place and meaningful. Yeah, for them, when we were developing their brand with them, it really got into, we can offer things that other people can't offer, but what we're really trying to do is create trust within the athletic directors that we know what we're doing and we're here for the right reasons. And that's their brand, right? Those aren't features and benefits. That's their brand. We know what we're doing, not only because of all the experience and all this other stuff is, but we know what we're doing because we're here for this reason, not this other reason. And for that reason alone, they've found great success having outreach and doing these things and having better success with marketing to say, we know we're about this versus that. And telling a better story was really their way of challenging the market. Because right there and then, they didn't have someone in their current competition landscape that was telling that story. Telling the story of unity and telling the story of building teams for the sake of belonging somewhere. And doing things, not because we can, because there's just a financial opportunity here. But we're doing things because we've been in those shoes before. And we want to make sure that those kids have the opportunity that we had when we were kids. And that's an impactful story that you just don't get with features and benefits. You just don't get that unless you really think about, okay, why are we even selling these features and benefits in the first place? Feature, I think I'm thinking of uh, Alta, which is a company that we work with that sells trophies, awards, plaques, yeah. uh, certificates, yep. mostly to corporations to recognize their employees and to celebrate you know, each, into each company's personal achievements. So what they sell is absolutely a commodity. And in talking with them, 
just like a lot of the companies that we talk with, when we talked about what their unique value position was earlier in our conversation, it was customer service. And it's true. They really do. Like, in my opinion, I've now witnessed it. Uh, we're customers of theirs now, yeah. too. And they truly do deliver on customer service. But prior to figuring out what their story was about, they were trying to sell on customer service and support that with features and benefits. Now they're selling on brand, which is differentiating them, which is helping people understand in a commoditized market why they are different and better. And their customer service is now punctuated and validated yep. through the features and benefits of what they provide. I was just going to say that. Their service, the things that they do validate their brand rather than having to sell their brand in the first place. And I think that became really impactful for them to say, we're not just selling what everyone else is selling anymore. We're doing something because of the reason. This is the reason why we want to do it. And if people believe in that, that's great. And if people don't, then they're not a good fit for us. And that helped them understand how can we really communicate ourselves in a better way and then let our products, let our services really show what we mean by here's why we do it. And it all comes out in that end product that you see. You get that benefit at the end of the day. I'm making a note to go back and just listen to this last two minutes because I think that was a really, <laughs> really great insight that I don't know that we've actually, or I've actually articulated, articulated or heard it. ourselves put that into words. I think we've talked around it, but I think that was a really, a really great uh, point. So you're going to go back and listen to your own podcast. I probably won't, but maybe I'll grab the <laughs> paragraph out of the transcript. So much value that you say it and you go back and listen to it yourself anyways. <laughs> That's incredible. Let's move into, we don't have a ton of time left. Let's get into red flags. A little bit of like, how do I know if I'm not selling on brand or how do I know if I'm only focusing on features and benefits in ways that isn't leveraging their true meaning, but really overworking them a little bit? The one that comes to the top to me is customers that are complaining about not closing sales. They might even be getting the call. They might be getting the sales meeting, but for some reason, or they're not, or they're not getting a response or replies at all. And and not being able to connect your brand with a customer because they might be starting with features and benefits for the type of business that shouldn't be. I get into undifferentiated. When you are undifferentiated from a verbal standpoint, a visual standpoint, when people can't remember what company you are or can't remember where you're from, that makes it really difficult for you to stand out in the marketplace. And when we work with our clients, the first thing we do is go, okay, well, who else is doing this? Who else in your space is doing this? Who's doing it well? And what's differentiating them? And how do we figure out how we go across that? So I think a big part of your features and benefits is if you're honing in on features and benefits and everyone else is honing in on features and benefits, like golf courses, like I was talking about earlier, makes it really hard for you to stand out because of that of that level of well everyone's selling the same thing and exactly. it makes it really difficult another one is everything seems really tired really uninspired as we would call it things that happen and you just they're just like i yeah i don't know i'm not proud of it i'm not i'm not sitting there and wearing the shirts all the time and i'm not repping the gear and i'm not uh, proud to send people to my website and proud to get people 
the materials that they need. There's no emotion. There's la- you lack emotion. You lack real deep meaning in what you do, and it makes it a lot harder for you to you know, stand with your chest out and say, yep, this is what we do. This is why we do it. And this is how we affect people down the road with um, more than just this one product. Another another thing that we see a lot are people that they've either taken the features and benefits for granted or the story for granted, and they just jump right into the tactic of messaging. And they haven't thought about how to make the messaging in their marketing materials actually resonate and be most effective. And then they end up just, well, I like to say they're throwing darts at a wall to see what sticks. We work with another company and they we're currently working with them right now. Their problem is market fragmentation, product fragmentation, which means that they just have a lot of products and not understanding how they connect. How do they all kind of work together? How do we make sure that you can buy this from us, but then you also come back and buy something else from us? Having a story that connects your features and benefits. A through line. A through line. Um, there's a company down in Kansas City. I can't remember it, but I have a friend who works down there. and they So say, they're undifferentiated. Sure. I don't remember their name. I don't do any of that. They're actually a creative service and I don't remember who they are. I'm so sorry that I don't remember, but she works for this company and they call it a red thread. They say it's the thread that goes across all the different points that you talk about. It's an advertising agency. And I'd love that idea of how do we create a red thread or a through line across all of the different products we have, not only through their features and benefits, but through the story we tell. If you have a lot of products under your brand, but there's really no understanding of why you sell this product versus that product, or you're you're just really struggling and trying to find a way to get people to go from one product line to a different product line. It's probably because you don't have the effective messaging that helps them understand what's going on here. You're you're having them enter through a product and exit through that same product rather than entering through the product, going to the brand, and then being spread across the brand, which is much more financially uh, lucrative for you. So in a perfect world. If we go into solve mode and people are struggling with, I've got features and benefits, maybe I have a story, maybe it is or isn't effective, Um, I need to clean up how I talk about what I do to the customers that I believe we've targeted. What are a couple of steps or even in order that somebody could consider? In order is hard because it's really situational. Where I would start almost all the time is backing up and going all the way from the top. We say, start with your story, start with why you're here in the first place. Give me the reason why you exist beyond, beyond just making money. And then we can go from there. That's a really great place to start. If you already know some of those things, I think that you can do one of two things. One would be to really do a, an offering architecture map to understand What are we offering everybody and in what ways do people see us? You'd be surprised by some people viewing you completely different because of how they use this one product and then they tell everybody else about that one product, but you really want to be found for this other product. And so you get a really clear understanding of when you look at your architecture to say, what products do we sell? What services do we sell? And how do those ladder up? And where do they not ladder up? Where's their disconnect? That can be really helpful for that kind of work. The other way I would look at it is by creating, or if you already have one of these, re-looking at your message map. Because a message map should really lay out all the features and benefits that you have, but then how does that ladder up to your story? If you don't have one of those, I would suggest making one of those, but if you don't have a story, then you're gonna have to start there. 
So the story is about your brand. It's about what you do, what you stand for. The message map now brings in your audience. Yeah. Um, that can include your employees too. But if you map out and say, here are the four primary types of people that we are for who want our products, who, who um, are looking for what we do for that impact, for that benefit, we can then now start to understand the specific features and benefits that each one of those separate audiences is really going to be moved by. That's going to help us talk to them. Yep. And I think a lot of our customers like the idea of laddering stuff down when they say, okay, we have a story. Now, how does it ladder down to our products? I like to think about it as how does it all ladder up too? So we go ladder up and down. Some of the products companies we work with and some of the service companies we work with have key products. They That is their signature product that they sell. They can't get rid of it. It's something that keeps their business afloat. It's something that keeps their pipeline hot. What I would say is then let's figure out how we can ladder that up rather than trying to ladder everything down into it and go from there. I, I think that message mapping is an underutilized tool for a lot of companies that have market fragmentation. When they go, I, we sell a lot of things and I don't know how it is. It takes a lot of time, but it's absolutely worth it in the end. One way that I think about this too, when you think about translating all of this language into classic storytelling terms and a classic storytelling of, of any movie, story, novel, or marketing messaging, there's a hero in the story and there's a guide. And some companies make the problem, have the problem or make the mistake of casting their products as the hero in the story. Make sure that you think of the hero in the story as your customer and the people that you're actually serving. You, the brand, from my perspective, are the guide. And the guide, part of what makes you the guide is the authority to serve your customers. And the, and the features and the benefits of your products are the things that validate what you do and why you do it and make it great. Think of any great training movie or like sports movie that you can think of out there. And there's always a training montage. Most people's favorite part of the entire movie is the like, training montage. Like when Rocky does upside down sit-ups from Absolutely. the loft in the barn. Yep. And he's doing all those things. And to think <laughs> to think about, yeah, punching meat in the cold freezer. But to to say if he's the hero of our story and the guide is maybe his trainer, maybe the guide is his mindset at that point. I don't know. It depends on how you want to read into that movie specifically. I think of features and benefits as the practices or the tools that that hero uses to train. Think about the guide as saying, we need you to run eight miles a day. That's a feature and benefit. If you run eight miles a day, you will then do this. That's a tool that they're using to train you, to help you over time. If we can start thinking of your brand as the guide and your features and benefits as the tools that you use to actually help people, that's a really good way to start thinking about, okay, how is our brand positioned to use those tools properly? Explain the tools, explain how they're used, explain all that great stuff. But you don't explain the tools before they even know who you are. You don't run up to someone and go, hey, you want to run a marathon? Run 12 miles a day and then walk away. That's not how it works. Say, hey, here's me. Here's my experience. This is what I do. This is why I do it. This is why I want you to see you win. And this is how you're going to win is by doing this. And we want to help you win. Exactly. So start thinking about it a little bit like that. And I think you'll be a little bit better off. I'm going to go watch uh, Rocky. Ooh, that's a good idea. All right. Until next time. 
Thanks. Thanks, guys. Susner is a branding firm specializing in helping companies make a meaningful mark, guiding marketing leaders who are working to make their brand communicate better, stand out, and engage audiences to grow their business. For more on Susner, visit susner.com.